During the pandemic, uh, the QAnon movement has been, appears to be gaining a lot of followers. Can you talk about what you think about that and what you have to say to people who are following this movement right now? Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much, uh, which I appreciate. But I don't know much about the movement. And uh, I've heard these are people that love our country and they just don't like seeing it. So I don't know really anything about it other than they do supposedly like me. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Reason to Doubt. I'm Jared and with me today, as always, is Jordan. And today we are going to take a little red pill and see how far down the rabbit hole we can go. Uh, we're going to talk about QAnon and how crazy it is. Before we do that, we're going to uh, bring this episode to you by our great sponsor. Uh, it's called the No True Scotsman Fallacy. And so, Jordan, do you want to tell us about No True Scotsman? Uh, well, I think that if you were a real skeptic, you would already know what the No True Scotsman Fallacy is, and therefore, you are not a real skeptic. Wow. I wasn't seeing that one coming. Actually, you, you got me. <laughs> so that's that's the no true Scotsman fallacy. Basically, yeah. it's a test of purity. Mm-hmm. So um, when said that you know such and such did X, well they're not a real whatever, or all true Christians believe whatever, and it becomes a fallacy when you use it to discredit an argument. You know? Yeah, and it it can be used for things that aren't even people too. Like you could be like talk about a video game for example be like well all video games are you know rpgs or whatever and then all video games are violent well violent. what about yeah what about the sims well that's not a real that's video not a game, real video but, game you know. yeah uh so it's um it's very tempting especially when you've got this preconceived notion of what a certain group of people or an object is um and you don't want to get confused with just a simple definitional dispute you might disagree on what the definition of video games are and you can have that discussion but to say that your argument is invalid because it's not pure enough and it also makes it easier for for you to dismiss things that could potentially you know be valuable to you so it's a way to just not look at things and examine things critically right it's kind of a mental shortcut and we don't like shortcuts here you will find out in this episode that we do not like shortcuts and actually enjoy the long cuts. <laughs> so, with our sponsor's message out of the way, uh, QAnon, what the hell is it? This is interesting because I think it was less than a couple weeks ago, uh, Jordan and I were trying to figure out what we were going to do for our next podcast. And I had recently heard uh, about QAnon because uh, it came up on a video I was watching on YouTube about all these Q people at Trump rallies like, what is this nonsense? And I said, Jordan, do you know about this QAnon stuff? Maybe we should do a podcast on this. And I was like, I've heard of them, but I honestly have no idea what they're about. Like, like I think, and that's the boat I imagine most of the people who listen to us and and most people in general are in, uh, where that you've probably seen, the cues at rallies and you're aware that QAnon is this conspiracy theory, but you probably don't really know, or you may not know what is in it. Uh, and part of that is because the answer is everything. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> nobody everything. knows what is in it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, QAnon is so, so the here's in a nutshell in like just a couple sentences, here's the core tenets of the QAnon conspiracy theory. So unbeknownst to the common man, the entire world is actually run by a secret Satan worshiping cabal of child molesting cannibals. These, this cabal uh, runs every facet of the government and they had picked Hillary Clinton as their representative to go into their end game. They torture children in order to drink their blood, uh, which gives them a chemical called adrenochrome, which extends their life. And they were going to drive the world into the ground in order to get this life-saving chemical. But a secret resistance started in the military. And at the highest level of the military, they found the one and only person that could save us from the cabal and its Machiavellian machinations. That person is Bill Gates, right? Is none other than Donald J. Trump. I thought it was Bill Gates. (laughs) Yes, Donald Trump is a secret agent working against the cabal who was hired, put forward as sort of a reverse Manchurian candidate (laughs) by the military in order to fight the cabal. Uh, He had to be somebody that was like independent, didn't care. and was like, he's like the righteous crusader for (laughs) humanity and freedom. Uh, And there's another individual or individuals, question mark, deep in the military, in this hierarchy, in this resistance, uh, that goes by the name Q. They are anonymous, hence Q Anon. And they send coded messages called Q drops to the general public um, to, to, to tell them about this secret organization and the, the fights that are going against it. So that in two minutes is the QAnon conspiracy. But that is like just just the tippy top of the iceberg because holy cow, does it go even if you thought that was crazy. It gets so deep in the woods. And the one thing that when I was researching this that I found was like, there's no end to it. Like every conspiracy that I've ever thought of is somehow tied into this one conspiracy. Um. Not every conspiracy, but a lot of them, you know. Yeah. They can tie I, their roots back in there. Watching videos from them and listening to them, they would go from Pizzagate, which we're going to get into, to JFK was part of it, to the CIA doing drug tests, to like to like every, the, all the, the stuff you saw in the X-Files, it's all here. Yeah. You know, it, it all ties in this big tapestry. Um, yeah, it, it's... It's kind of the catch-all of conspiracy theories. Um, One of the main things that we should bring up now, though, is that the main proponents from QAnon, or proponents of QAnon, or believers in Q, or whatever you want to call them, uh, they tend to be on the right wing of the political spectrum, mm-hmm. and they tend to be Trump supporters. I mean, obviously, if you think Trump is the savior to end the Satan satanic cabal, then you know, you're probably going to be Republican. Yeah. If, but, if you believe, if you genuinely believe that a left-leaning, that, that all the po- prominent Democrats, people in Hollywood, the left elite are literally Satan-worshipping, child-molesting cannibals, it's probably going to be pretty hard for you to vote for them. 
Yeah. In terms of scope of QAnon, um, it's pretty, obviously it's a Republican-leaning theory. And according to a civics poll, uh, which isn't necessarily the most robust of polls, so I wouldn't put too much talk on the exact percentage, but one in three Republicans say that they believe the QAnon theory is mostly true. Hmm. Now, another 23% say some parts are true, which, I mean, I believe that some parts are true just because it covers so much, like it couldn't help but some parts be true. Uh, but to, at, at least a third or somewhere around a third of Republicans believe most of what Q says, which I think is cause for alarm. That's scary, actually. Yeah. I mean, when you actually start to dig into what Q is and what the what they're saying, like, that's scary. Yeah. So if you were in a room with six people, odds are one of them thinks that most of the QAnon conspiracy theory is true. Hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Which, if you're willing to believe that, you're willing to believe anything. Yeah. Yeah. And one of our one of our favorite sayings is, if a theory is able to accept anything as evidence, what's the saying? How's it go, Jordan? If, if a theory can explain anything... Oh, yeah, there it goes. Then it... Can ex- then it explains nothing. Yeah. So if you're th- if no matter what happens, it will fit your theory, then your theory doesn't matter because yeah. it can't predict anything. You know, uh, that's the problem with Q. That's the problem with a lot of conspiracy theories. That's a problem with uh, more magical type thinking. Uh, that's they all have they they come from very disparate places they have disparate motivations but they all have one common thread and that's a lack of skepticism mm-hmm. even though they often use the language of skepticism they often talk about how you have to use your critical thinking skills and now you have to examine your sources and don't just trust what you read and all of those things are good and then they say that and then immediately don't apply the critical thinking skills believe everything that's told about the yeah. about Q. like and then they go on and say, but find your own truth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, you know, don't trust what people tell you. Don't trust what people are feeding you. So now let me tell you about how uh, <laughs> pizza means little yeah. girls and whatever, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And showing that conspiracies have no, that they're equal opportunity. It's just a matter of who the target is. Um, it turns out that more than half of Democrats in 2011 believed that uh, George W. Bush knew about the 9-11 attacks before they happened. Hmm. So the question was, how likely is it that people in the federal government either assisted in the 9-11 attacks or took no action to stop the attacks because they wanted the United States to go to war in the Middle East? Almost a quarter, 22.6% of Democrats said it was very likely. Another 28.2% called it somewhat likely. And th- that just goes, like, that would be a huge indictment that the Republican president either assisted or allowed the worst attack on U.S. soil since Pearl Harbor um, in order to get a war in the Middle East. That's a big conspiracy. So now you're probably thinking, well, how the hell did this get started? Like, how did we get here where this is considered legitimate? Um, and to answer that, we have to go back into the hopeful days of 2016. Mm. 
back when we thought that Donald Trump was just a reality show host and, you know, wasn't it funny that he was running for president? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it started that the spiritual uh, predecessor to QAnon is this thing called Pizzagate, which you might be familiar with. And um, Pizzagate was a conspiracy theory that uh, prominent Democrats were conducting satanic rituals and molesting children. Uh, specifically, they were doing this in the basement of a popular pizza joint in Washington, D.C., yeah. hence Pizzagate. And if this sounds familiar to you, it should. The same kind of beats. You've got prominent Democrats in both. They're both Satan-worshipping, child-eating, child-molesting people. Um, it's just the specifics that have changed. It's almost like it, it's evolved. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is in March of 2016, um, John Podesta, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, uh, had his emails hacked. And WikiLeaks published his emails just before the, or, or right around the election in November. Um, and the Pizzagate conspiracy theory claimed, the, the claim is that these emails contain coded messages uh, between high-ranking Democrat Party officials and others and the guy who owns this restaurant, et cetera, on, and all of it's talking about human trafficking and child sex, basically. Um, and one of the, and like I said, one of the establishments is Comet Ping Pong. So in these emails, uh, they, uh, the proponents say that a lot of food-related uh, terms are actually talking about trafficking children. So when they say hot dog, they mean boy. Pizza means girl. Cheese means little girl. Pasta means little boy. Uh, uh, sauce is an orgy, etc. Um, and I think we should go through some of these emails um, because while Pizzagate is not necessarily, is QAnon has kind of subsumed Pizzagate. They kind of evolved, and now they're pretty much the same. But basically, if someone is, is a QAnon, they also believe in Pizzagate. So, but whereas QAnon doesn't make a lot of very specific claims, the Pizzagate people make a lot of specific claims. So uh, we can look at some of them, and it kind of shows the level of, of rigor. Yeah. You almost, you almost said stupidity. Uh, no, I would never say something that accurate on this podcast. Um, so, for example, and remember, these are all emails like between coworkers or uh, people with professional associations. I think you should give notice when change. This sorry, this email was sent on Christmas Eve. That's important. I think you should give notice when changing strategies, which have been long in place. I immediately realized something was different by the shape of the box, and I contemplated who would be sending me something in a square-shaped box. Lo and behold, instead of pasta and wonderful sauces, it was a lovely, tempting assortment of cheeses. Yummy. I am awaiting the return of my children and grandchildren from their holiday travels so that we can demolish them. Thank you so much. I hope you and your gang are well. I miss you both. Best wishes. Fro, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Herb. P.S. Do you think I'll do better playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta? Clearly, that email means that somebody sent them a bunch of little girls to molest, right? 
Yeah, definitely. So what this obviously means, and I'm not using hyperbole. These are the words that the, the QAnon people are using. These This message makes no sense unless it is a coded message where this guy normally gets a box of uh, little girls. Normally, yeah, yeah. He, he normally gets a box of little boys. Sorry, because that's what, that's what Pasta is. He normally gets a box of little boys. But this time they send him a box of little girls. And that's that's obviously what it means. <laughs> or, and just hear me out. I know this is far-fetched, but just stay with me. Or, this guy is thanking someone who normally sends him like fancy pastas and sauces for Christmas. And this time decided to give him fancy cheeses, which is a completely normal Christmas gift. And was excited to eat them with his family. I don't know. I know it's crazy. But hey, I mean, just just an alternative interpretation yeah but who plays dominoes on cheese though obviously that's a secret message too right like (laughs) one of the videos said well you can't play dominoes on foodstuffs so clearly that's a code it's like (laughs) is have you never spoken english like (laughs) like if if i said man you know i was playing video games and i was on doritos and stuff like that it doesn't mean i was literally standing on doritos playing this video game you know (laughs) Well, you're not a true gamer then if you weren't doing that. So. Obviously. Obviously. A true gamers stand on Doritos while they play. And so like the the, the all of the emails are like that. They yeah. they they'll their things sometimes are maybe a little weird. Like one of them, um, here's another one that that they make a uh, big deal about. Um, it talks about a pizza related handkerchief from Susan Sandler to John Podesta. The realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? They can send it if you want. Blah, 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 blah. So obviously that means it's a map to get to little girls. Right. That there's no way like this makes no sense unless, I don't know, he had like a handkerchief like with with pizza on it. Pizza on it. Like, like it's not like, (laughs) yeah. Well, the other thing too is like a lot of these emails are taken out of context like they they obviously quote mind these email servers to find these keywords that they were looking for mm-hmm. and then just read the emails at face value not knowing the context of the email that was sent before or after yeah uh a, another an example of that is a guy's talking sends an email to john and blah 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 and he's like uh talking to like basically about how hard his day has been or whatever and he's like i'm dreaming of your hot dog stand in hawaii and they're like John Podesta doesn't own a hot dog stand in Hawaii, so obviously he means it's a little boy. It's like, come on, man! Like, yeah. it, like, has no one ever joked about how they're gonna set up a hot dog stand in Florida or whatever when they retire? Yeah, like, like, may- maybe they had a private conversation the last time they were together, and yeah. he's like, I- "My dream is to open up a hot dog stand in Hawaii and just retire and sit on the beach and eat hot dogs all day long." Like, that's right. possible. Like, yeah, I don't know that that's what happened. I- I'm not claiming it did. I'm saying that that is way more plausible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he's got a little boy just waiting for him over there in Hawaii for when he gets over there. Oh, yeah. but he left the map in the realtor's house. Like, why yeah. do you need a map? Like, why, why does he have a map on a handkerchief? I, yeah. I don't like. Well, the thing that drives me crazy when I was watching all these um, videos on Pizzagate and stuff is that, like, they're using all these foods and stuff that people generally like. Like, all the P- time. Pizza is the number one liked food in America. That's yeah, without a doubt a fact. And so they were like, well, you see, there's a reference to pizza in this one song, and then another song they talk about pasta. It's like, 
yeah, people talk about pizza sometimes, guys. Like, yeah. well, so my my favorite one uh, was in one of these videos, and it they literally said that the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that the original, not the, not the original, the, yeah, not the crappy remake, the not original. Crap, no, the original. So the other thing that's in this Pizzagate and then part of this QAnon stuff is that there's tunnels in DC where this satanic satanic group like. Uh, traffics these kids in and out of places and stuff and their underground tunnels and so obviously in the movie teenage mutant ninja turtles when the pizza guy delivered a pizza into the sewers and uh, that meant that they were delivering kids into the tunnels and then they sliced up the pizza and who delivers a pizza on slice so obviously they were murdering the kids like right and the person who was like behind Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was desperately trying to communicate this secret to everybody yeah, because he's in the Hollywood and he knows what's going on, but he can't come out and say it. So he's got to like just secretly so tell people the best way. The only way to communicate the secret was to have the pizza loving Ninja Turtles yeah. eat some pizza in the sewer where they live. I literally was rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing watching that. <laughs> yeah. And what's what's hilarious is like, apparently, according to them, these highly intelligent and you know super sophisticated world-spanning criminals uh go to extreme lengths to code these messages right to to hide their things behind innocuous words and stuff like that um and then simultaneously they'll point at things like this email says that he was still in the torture chamber see they have a torture chamber it's like Really? Like, like we have to hide the, the little boy sex ring behind pizza euphemisms or whatever. But when I say I'm in the torture chamber, I literally yeah. mean the actual torture chamber. That everything else. Everything else is coded in secret message, except for when it's not. Yeah. 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 Except for when it would be at all convenient. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. It, it's just stuff like that over and over and over again. And I, it's I'm we're, what we're not saying is that. Um, sex trafficking doesn't happen because it does. And we're not even saying that they don't use code words. I mean, drug dealers use code words for their drugs all the time. So it's not that. It's not that these things don't happen. But it's the it's taking this guy's emails and projecting extremely convoluted messaging on them to twist, to, to fit a narrative. Like It's just not the most reasonable explanation. Right. Um, and whenever it's tested, and, and it's also dangerous, like the, the that ping pong, the, the cosmic ping pong um, pizza place, a guy like went in there and, and with a he rifle. Sh- and he shot it up, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, nobody uh, was hurt. Um, right. Uh, he shot at the floor, presumably trying to hit the basement that, by the way, doesn't exist. The place doesn't have a basement. But <laughs> Well, so, Jordan, they're actually trying to dig a tunnel into the place next door, which has access to the secret tunnels to the satanic temples. And anyway, so oh, right. you didn't know that. So, yeah. There's well, a photo of them digging a hole in the back room, just so you know. I, I stand corrected then. <laughs> Clearly, that demonstrates that they're part of a world-spanning satanic yeah. child-raping orgy cabal like what so we've kind of just barely touched the surface we talked about so, emails and pizza gate so that's pizza gate and then from there um you had people uh, so after all the pizza gate people that kind of died down a little bit um and then QAnon rose really in the last two years really yeah but i think it started really getting traction about two years ago uh and then took off really fast during coronavirus season yeah 
yeah. um, possibly because everybody is sitting around, has nothing to do. So in 2016, um, a, an anonymous poster known as FBI Anon, who is supposedly a analyst with in, intimate knowledge, um, was started posting about the Clinton Foundation, and then short, not too long afterwards, in October 2017, a Q clearance patriot um, started posting uh, descriptions of Trump's gatherings of the military and stuff like that. And that's when Q started. When that's where it comes from. Q clearance, which is a real thing, but it has to do with like Department of Energy stuff. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't mean what they say it means. Uh. But in 2017, Q started dropping his messages. And he um, was. He was posting these on a website called 4chan, um, which is like a message board forum kind of thing. Yeah, which has since moved to 8chan, which is like 4chan's creepier little brother, um, as if 4chan wasn't creepy enough. Um, And so they started building this community, and the way it works is Q will drop some message about whatever. And sometimes it's as simple as a video of Trump taking a picture with some of his um, generals and saying, this is the calm before the storm. And that takes on a whole new meaning. The, the, the Q drops range from blatant to incomprehensible. For instance, renegade, noun, a person who deserts a party or cause for another, an apostate from religious faith, adjective, of or like a renegade, traitorous, Q. That's a Q drop. Well, yeah, I have or, no idea what that means. But. <laughs> or um, let's see what's another one. The illegal spy campaign by 44, bracket, uh, start bracket, upstream collection, close bracket, went far beyond that of 45's transition team. 44, Brennan led plus F in brackets, assist, members of NATSEC, which means national security, Q. And this, these, this is the kind of stuff he's posting all the time. Well, so 44 means Obama, 45 right. Trump. And... and so what the Q community does, they t- they call these breadcrumbs. And they take these breadcrumbs and assemble them into dough, which is what they call the theory, which is not at all how bread is made. but um, That's actually the reverse process. Like, bread's yeah, already made at yeah. that point. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, so, so they'll take these cryptic messages and they'll try to decipher what it is Q's trying to communicate to them. And if you listen to the believers talk, it they'll say things like, well, Q can't be like too open because he doesn't want to give information to the enemy. And like, we're the secret people on the inside who are part of this awakening. We've taken the red pill, you know? And um, yeah, they call it the great awakening. That's what they call it. When yeah, you take the great it. awakening. When you take the red pill, just like the uh, referencing the matrix, uh, you might, they, they love their movie references. Their big, their slogan, where we go one, we go all is from an old movie as well. Um, but they'll, it's interesting because Q, though he originally started making very specific predictions, how Hillary Clinton was going to be arrested imminently Um and they'd already prepared papers. So he, uh, Q originally started make started with very specific predictions. For example, 
HRC, which stands for Hillary Rodham Clinton, HRC extradition already in motion, effective yesterday, with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged, effective 1030 at 12.01 a.m. Expect massive riots, organized in defiance, and others fleeing the U.S. to occur. USMs, which means U.S. Marines, will conduct the operation while NG activated. Proof check. Locate an NG member and ask if they activated for duty 1030 across most major cities. Now, we know a couple people in the National Guard. Wait, do we? Yeah, a, a few. I yeah. mean, I've met some. Uh, I <laughs> wait, can wait, tell no, you. I'm one. You're one, too. <laughs> Was at the time, Well, we least. were. We were one at the time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess Richmond doesn't count as a major city, or neither does Charlottesville. Uh, but yeah, so that's a very specific prediction. Hillary Clinton is going to be uh, arrested, share passports, but obviously none of that happens. Yeah. And that's one thing we need to point out is like these Q drops. So they did become more vague and cryptic over time. But part of this uh, conspiracy theories in general is when something doesn't pan out, they're easily able to take this and say, well, that meant something different or like they, they spin it off in some easy way to explain or it away. In this case, the, you could always just blame the cabal and yeah. how they, they worked it. out of it. Yeah. They thwarted it or you know, that was maybe it was a uh, uh, Q was misleading the cabal and with their real plan is this other thing like it, it's completely unfalsifiable. It doesn't matter what yeah. happens. And, and um, it, they even get to sound a little bit religious um, when some of them will talk about how they will read the Q drop and think one thing, but. You know, you had to be careful who you listen to because some people interpret it incorrectly, and that leads to the appearance of false predictions when it was really just a faulty, well, um, the interpretation, interpretation, which yeah. is the kind of language that um, uh, from the prophet, yeah, yeah, apocalyptic prophets use all the time. You know, yeah. uh, every every um, apocalyptic movement, they all have one thing in common: they were all wrong. Yeah. And but you'll have uh, what was that one? Um, it was 88 reasons the world the rapture is going to happen in 1988. Yeah. And uh, was a I want I don't want to go into this. That's kind of a sidebar, but it was it was a prediction the world's going to end 1988. 1988 happened. Obviously, the world didn't end. So he was like, oh man, I was oh dude, I I got I got the math wrong. The math it's going to be 1989. Yeah. <laughs> And that, and, that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, even after that, that next one failed, like people still like buy into that stuff. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think that kind of hammers some of those main points of what QAnon is, right? So that's what Q is. So now if, if you run into it in the wild, you at least have an idea. This is what QAnon is, what they believe. Obviously, it's a huge movement, unfortunately, and not all of them buy into every piece and it kind of covers everything, but yeah. And what you'll tend to find, too, is uh, a lot of believers in Q uh, tend to believe a lot of other conspiracies as well, which is common amongst conspiracy theorists. Right. Once you've lowered your standard of evidence enough to believe in, say, a flat Earth, then your standard of evidence is lowered for everything else. Right. Um, so we're not going to go deep in any deeper into their claims. Um, if you are interested in Q... Uh, I highly recommend the podcast QAnon Anonymous. They have like 130 episodes going deep in the weeds on various Q claims. So if you're really interested, uh, go check them out. Um, they've got a lot of good source of information. 
We, however, are going to pivot now. So now we know what Q is. Pivot. Yeah. <laughs> now we know what Q Q is. Uh, why does it exist? Like, like how? How did we get here? And more specifically, why is this all dominated by Republicans? I mean, obviously, it's has to be because Trump is the savior, you know. Right. But but did this conspiracy come about because Republicans are gullible morons and you know we're so superior or? Yeah. So I did quite a bit of research into this. Uh, one of the papers that I was looking at said that conspiracy theories arise frequently from political events, especially when those events stimulate the psychological states linked to conspiracy beliefs, such as low political trust, feelings of powerlessness, uncertainty, and unpredictability. So if we kind of take that and look at Q, when this all started with Pizzagate, there was a lot of uncertainty in politics. There was a lot of untrust of the government at the time. You know, you're talking about the emails, servers, um, all that stuff. You know, the right wing, left wing, our poli- political parties were actually going to the opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think we're kind of at the, we've seen that now. But that's one of the main factors uh, that these conspiracy theories pop up is this one study found. And that makes sense because what a conspiracy theory lets you do is make sense of the chaos. Yeah. There's nothing that happens that can't be explained. So one of these studies was done in 2017, found that, and so this was after obviously 2016, but found that political uh, conspiracy theories tend to pop up obviously around election times. Uh, And they usually start with some, uh, some basis of like voter fraud or polling, you know, conspiracies. And they even go to the, so far as like this one paper, 2005, they tend to revolve around Jews, actually. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, which you notice in Pizzagate a lot. And that they're like this collective enemy and like anti-Semitic attitudes and stuff. Uh, But like, that's a common thread in conspiracies all the way back, like the beginning of Jewish times in general. Like if you look at Nazis, like they said that, you know, Jews ate babies and all this crazy nonsense and stuff. Um, What was that paper? So that paper was, for your reference, uh, it was titled Understanding Conspiracy Theories, uh, and it came out of the journal Advances in Political Psychology, Volume 40, Supplement 1. Conspiracy theory thinking tends to be aggravated by people feeling uncertain and wanting to make sense of an uncertain world, kind of fear. Another fear that conspiracies kind of play off of is fear of the other, of, of the outgroup. So this was examined in the Partisan Contours of Conspiracy Theory Beliefs, uh, which was published in 2017. And they looked at um, conspiracy theories in the context of politics. So not so much a specific conspiracy theory, but um, who people would believe are conspiring against them or like undermining the public good. And so they asked people who are Republican, who identified as Republicans, people identified as Democrats, um, and they asked them, how likely is it that Republicans are conspiring against us, corporations, Democrats, communists, and the Freemasons? And it's very interesting that peop- re- Republicans believed that Democrats and communists, they were much more likely to believe that they were conspiring against them. Democrats were very likely to believe that Republicans and corporations were conspiring against them. In fact, they were almost, it's almost identical. Like, like the rate like, at which like, they believe the opposite. Right. Yeah. So like 
if about 40% of Democrats believe Republicans were conspiring against them, and almost exactly 40% of Republicans believe that about Democrats. It was the exact opposite. But not only, uh, it looks like about 15%, almost exactly the same percentage believe that the Freemasons were conspiring against them, someone who's not identified as political. So what this demonstrates is that conspiracy-like thinking is not a Republican phenomena. It's not a Democrat phenomena. Right. Um, it's it's something that everyone could be susceptible to. Um, it, and in this, this case, Q happens to be a Republican conspiracy right. theory. These beliefs are rooted in the in-group, out-group mentality, right? So like to, if you're a member of the in-group, you tend to believe that somebody, a member of the out-group is out to get you or has something against you and vice versa. And typically what happens is the out-group is the one that a lot of times when they're on the fringes will come up with these crazy things. So like at the time, Pizzagate, you know, the members of the out-groups would have been because the Democrats were in power. So the Republicans would have been members of the out-group at that time. One other thing to talk about this other paper that was actually just recently published, and it's called uh, The Dark Side of Social Movements, Social Identity, Nonconformity, and the Lure of Conspiracy Theories. Um, and it's published in the article Psychology. So they're 2020, uh, volume 35. And they looked at a lot of different things, but specifically the motivations behind why people believe or tend to uh, ascribe to conspiracy theories. And, and their theory was that it has to do with the content and the qualities of the conspiracy. And so what they likened it to was like, some people are just primed to believe in a conspiracy theory. So for example, like some people, when they want to go to the store and pick out a movie to watch, like they may be really big into horror movies. So they might just go to the store and pick out a movie that's related to any thriller like i'll just take that one because it fulfills this need in me to be uh, scared some people maybe like in the specifics like they want to watch a movie that's you know has sandra bullock because they really like sandra bullock doesn't matter what the genre is so they're going to go to the store and pick out a movie that's just sandra bullock and what they were their studies revealed was that like people will gravitate to those conspiracies that fill that inherent need that they already have in them so if somebody's a member of an outgroup and they feel ostracized, they're going to lean towards a conspiracy that gives them credibility to that ostracization, you know? So like, oh, this conspiracy says that there actually is a cabal, you know, trying to, you know, kill babies and, you know, overthrow the government and all this stuff. Well, then you're more likely to believe that conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, yeah it lets you build, also you build a community and an identity around this thing you feel like you belong, which is something everybody wants. Yeah. So they said that your know, conspiracy theories imbue events with meaning and help people to make sense of events. So like, that's one of the biggest things, you know, it's like with these conspiracy theories is like, if something is confusing, you don't understand like why the world is the way it is. Like these conspiracy theories, as crazy as they sound sometimes can lend credibility to that. And we've seen that too with like QAnon, people now that coronavirus like they're starting to say well covid is part of this q stuff like covid was uh you know part of the process of like releasing this virus out and to control us and all this stuff and then you see them go down the rabbit hole of like 5g towers and bill gates and all that nonsense so yeah and so QAnon is really it's kind of like the cautionary tale of conspiracy theories because it 
every, every facet of a conspiracy theory, it does it bigger. You know, in-group, out-group, it's hard to get more in-group, out-group than the in-group Donald Trump and his supporters are fighting the out-group, a cabal of people who literally eat children. You know, like, satanic. Sa- sorry, satanic. Yeah. And Jews. Let's not forget them. Yeah. Satanic people, also Jews, probably the same. You know how those Jews are, uh, are molesting children. Like, like you cannot get more in-group, out-group than that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're talking about making sense. It just shows every kind of conspiracy-like thinking, which makes it easy for someone like me, or probably most of our listeners who are left-leaning, to feel good about ourselves. Oh, look at those stupid you know, Republicans buying into this QAnon stuff. Um, but what the research is showing is that it's not so much like you buy into this because you're a Republican. Whether or not you're a Republican or Democrat might inform which specific conspiracy right. theory you believe in. Because you're probably, if you're a Democrat or you're left-leaning, you're probably not going to believe that your group is the one molesting the children, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that you won't believe that someone is. Right. You won't. You don't. It's you won't believe that your people are out to get you. But you may believe that someone is out to get you. One of the things I thought was interesting about QAnon was in the past, uh, you know, several months, how fast it's grown. I think one of the percentages I saw online was, and don't quote me on this, but like 700% increase in QAnon searches on Google or something like that uh, since the start of coronavirus, which is just kind of fueling this, um, this conspiracy theory. But one of the things I found in one of these papers was that misinformation spreads faster on social media now than actual accurate information. And that's something to be aware of. Like if something's making its rounds, like you need to be careful, like what's being spread on the internet. Cause for example, they quoted that the hashtag QAnon was shared as many times, uh, 15 million to be exact uh, during the same amount of time period as the me too movement hashtag. So like me too, obviously very great. We want to make sure that women are safe and feel safe to share their stories and stuff, a credible story. And that hashtag got the same amount of coverage in the same amount of time as the QAnon hashtags. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So before you hit that share button, make sure you fact check. And if your crazy uncle shares something, yeah, maybe hit him back a message like, yo, Hey, uncle buck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I see you yeah. shared this thing over here. Like, What's what's that all about? You have any evidence for that? And if he doesn't, yeah. then have a big argument with them on the internet because you know that works out well. Definitely. <laughs> That's what I want to encourage each and every person to argue with their family members over the internet. That will have no repercussions whatsoever. None whatsoever. Yeah. And the one thing that we wanted to bring up, like, you know, we don't want to cover too much more in a QAnon because it's it's crazy and if you're really interested, you can have a good laugh or, you know, be shocked at some of the stuff they believe. But the one thing that we wanted to do was have a little come to Jesus moment here and ask the question of our viewers and our listeners, in what areas are you member of an in-group and an out-group? And what areas of your life are you maybe um, susceptible to believing in something, you know, that like that? Right. So for example, um, if you hear a story that might be a little outlandish perhaps about a a corporation who's doing something nefarious for whatever suitably evil motivation, 
Um, are you inclined to believe that? If so, you may want to pump the brakes a little bit, mm-hmm. check your confirmation bias, and just be sure because nobody is immune to the 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 fear and the desire for control and comprehension that you know is within all of us. Yeah. And I will say too, like looking at the pendulum swing, right? So four years ago, the Democrats were in power. Obama was president and we had a very crazy election. We're at that same spot in history again, right? If, if you're on the left side of the spectrum, we, we may be at a point where four years from now we have a, an S anon, you know, we're like, whatever yeah. the, the democratic version of this is because, you know, Biden took control and now the sat- satanic cabal is back in control or whatever, you know, it's like, we need to be careful yeah. of that. I mean, I don't need to be careful of that, but well, no, I mean, we're super skeptics. So yeah, we're super. of course immune to <laughs> that kind of stuff. Basically nobody is safe and they all are out to get you. Um, yeah. So just stay on your toes. Uh, make sure like always you, require evidence to believe claims, um, even if those claims are what you want to believe, especially if those claims are something you would like to believe. Yeah. Um, and if you do that, then you'll be all right. Yeah. The one thing the one thing I noticed when doing research for this episode was that the QAnon stuff, like all the videos and everything on the internet, it was literally just claims stacked on claims stacked on claims. There's right. no substantiating evidence to support it. Right. And I what think, do we do when that happens, Jordan? What do we do with that? Uh, well, we ask, what's your evidence for that? And if they don't have any, then we say, well, we don't believe you then. Yeah. <laughs> it's really that easy. It's It, it really is, yeah. The, the Q movement, like you said, is just claim after claim after claim. And the stuff that they say is evidence is some guy with a fuzzy PowerPoint talking about how some other guy said that this happened, which yeah. isn't evidence. That's not mm-hmm. what evidence looks like. Yeah. So demand evidence to believe things. Yeah. That's that's the that's the moral of the story. And check your own in-group out-group statuses. Yeah. So guys, uh, I hope that guys and so, so guys and gals, I and everything else. So people, so individuals. <laughs> I I hope uh, the next time you're meeting with your secret satanic cabal, and you know you got your rabbi with you. You're ready to chop up some little girls and drink their blood for adrenochrome. Um, you'll do so knowing full well what the <laughs> QAnon theory, like what what they that they're on to you, and uh, that your evil domination of the world will not go on for long. Trump 2020. Right. Uh, be sure that if you run into any QAnon people, you send them to this podcast. Reason to doubt. Uh, give it a like because we want to make sure that the cabal stays in power and obviously that's the people that are behind this podcast um it'd be super helpful if you you know left a review or something telling people how much you like it or if you think that we are in fact uh the terrible foot soldiers of a satanic cabal that secretly runs the world uh make sure to tell people not to listen to us you know whatever your honest review is until next time until next time eat your pizza with the side of sauce. <laughs> and remember, remember, you always have reason to doubt. <laughs>
It really is, dude. It's. I I actually have respect for flat earthers now. Like at least. <laughs> so I was thinking about that. Like these guys make flat earthers look like hardcore empirics. Yeah, because right? flat earthers like they go out and they do experiments and shit. They look right. for evidence, like. Like they they're ignorant about how the world works, and yeah. there's definitely a lot of confirmation bias because you see them like they'll get a result they don't like and they just throw it away. But like somewhere on some level, they understand that evidence is important and they're yeah. trying, however misguided, to get it. You know, they're they're just like scientifically illiterate, basically. Right, they're scientifically illiterate. They also have mistrust of authority and stuff. But like, I feel like I could talk to a flat earther. You know. Like, I feel like I could have a conversation with them. If someone comes to me saying, like, this QAnon bullshit, I honestly, what are, how am I even going to converse with you? 